right. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast premiere. Uh, this is our very first kick at the can here, so we're going we're gonna to see how this goes. Uh, first of all, my name is uh, Jordan Carrier. I'm one of your co-hosts here, and I'll introduce uh, Armin Schellenberg. Armin, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, things are good. Uh, pre- actually, pretty excited. Honestly, a little bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty excited about this. I thought, you know, it's going to be pretty low-key. Let's talk some fantasy football. But, uh, yeah, as soon as we kind of started getting the ball rolling here and just getting our prep as we got closer, <laughs> honestly got a little bit nervous. But um, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I mean, this this is kind of one of those things we just threw together and thought, hey, let's let's make a run at it. And but yeah. Makes it a little bit more real when we're actually going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there'll be uh, some hiccups along the way as it's our first first go at it, but uh, it should be good. Um, I gotta say, I, I like how we're both wearing uh, Prince Albert in a Battleford uh, shirts here. There we go, rep in Saskatchewan. There we go, hometown, yeah. home, home grown, hard pressed, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess we can start. Do you want to uh, just maybe tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and and then we'll kind of go from there. All right. Well. Uh, I guess my name is Armin Schallenberg. I'm a teacher with uh, with Jordan, and we both uh, we both love football. I uh, I coach at the high school level here, and uh, I was a trainer with the Huskies with football for two years, and I did do basketball for two years before that as well. Um, love the game, love to play fantasy football. Um, I'd play if I still could, but in Saskatchewan we don't have senior rec football so instead i play play rugby to get my tackling in and and running over guys right on um yeah like armin had mentioned uh we're both teachers we both teach at saint mary high school here in prince albert um that's kind of how we got to know each other uh through teaching there we like you said we coach coach the saint mary high school team uh the senior and the junior teams uh so we kind of uh get a little bit of football fixed that way and and uh fantasy football we what we in two three four leagues together and, and yeah yeah it's been it's been good anyways myself uh, jordan uh originally from north Alfred, live here in prince albert um teacher as well um big time sports guy i love golf f- football um i'm really any sports to be honest rec hockey uh, i'm also a um, referee as well too so i ref all kinds of levels of hockey basketball all that kind of stuff too so um kind of what I do my free time when I'm not teaching or obviously then the in, the in season a little bit of fantasy stuff too that's a big chunk of time so um obviously this one might be a little bit longer than usual most of our podcasts I guess are going to probably be around that 45 minute mark is what our, uh, we're going to try and get but this one with the introductory episode a few things we're going to go a little bit about ourselves, why we started the podcast stuff like that um but then we'll talk about the structure of the podcast and, and actually kind of go off with our our first I guess first actual episode the first content we're going to go through i guess we might as well mention too uh the first episode here is free agent frenzy so we're going to go over some of that stuff uh favorite landing spots stuff like that but we'll continue on the way here so while we started the podcast i guess um uh, i mean much the same as everybody else we, we love fantasy football consumes our life for a large portion of uh of the winter and um yeah. and i guess uh like I mean, that's what we talk about, right? Hey, Armin, like uh, at, at school and lunch breaks, whatever, it's, we're, we're talking fantasy football. So, I mean, that's, that's something obviously we enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and a lot of the teachers at our school to talk with them about it. It's awesome that it, uh, it really created a, a great uh, um, community within our school with the fantasy football. So absolutely. So you gotta love it. 
Absolutely. So I guess uh, the, the more or less of the actual how we started or why we started, um, me and Armin talk fantasy football lots, start decisions, trade, trade discussions, all that kind of fun stuff. And, and one day Armin kind of hit me up with the, Hey, you know what, you, you should start a podcast. I think, uh, I think that'd be kind of something interesting. Have you ever thought of considered doing something like that? And I was like, well, you know, long story short, I guess I have like, I, but I mean, you know, as much as seems everybody else, it's, do I have the time to do it? Is anybody actually going to listen to it? Well, we're, we're still going to find that one out if anybody actually wants to listen. But um, it was one of those ones where it's like, okay, this probably ain't going to happen. And then all of a sudden Armin's like, well, you know, if you want to do it, like I, I would get on board with that. And then, the idea kind of started snowballing and all of a sudden it was like, all right, well, I guess we're actually going to do this here. So, and I guess moral of the story here, well, here we are. Yeah. It's uh, it's a wild ride. And you know what, uh, what's the worst that could happen? Nobody listens. And we had a nice conversation about fantasy football. That's the thing. Exactly. Hey, for those, for those one or two people that decide to, to check in with us once every couple of weeks here and here, here we have to say it's no different than people overhearing us in the, in the lunchroom or something like that, you know? So, yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like you said, if, the, if it goes for a year and we had some laughs along the way, that's, that's more or less why we're doing it. And, and I guess well, I will mention it kind of segues nicely into uh, the next little segment here, but we will be talking about our, our, I guess I would say one of our bigger concern leagues, like our bigger concentration leagues. So we have the ones that we pay attention, maybe it costs a little more money or maybe the more interesting rules and stuff like that. But obviously our St. Mary league, our, our at school league, we just bumped up from 12 team to 14 league, 14 team league, just because we have such a high interest. Uh, we'll probably be talking about that one quite a bit. And, and I know that uh, some people back at, uh, back at school, back at work, they've got a little bit of interest and we got maybe got a little bit of buzz going that uh, we're actually starting this podcast and going to talk about just some of the crazy stuff that that league scene, some of the funny things. And I mean, I don't want to spoil too many things, but man, even just from the past year, some of the stories that we could tell, like from guys literally drafting on the wrong draft board and auto drafting one draft, <laughs> thinking he's in the wrong draft to, to just like bizarre trades to, I don't know. Like, I mean, the, it was a, it was a weird year to begin with, but there's a, there's a lot of content and we'll definitely be getting some of those folks on if, uh, if they want to join. Yeah. For sure. Why not? It'll, it'll be a laugh. It'll be a good, good memes. Ab- memories. Absolutely. So um, as we might as well, I guess I have it next, but let's talk about some of the leagues we're in. Um, Armin, you want to kick start? Let's uh, like, maybe give us like uh, your top, your top three focus points, maybe your top three focus leagues. Let's go, let's go through there first. All right. So I guess I'm in two redrafts. The top one though, is that St. Mary league, you know, got to have the bragging rights at work. So got to focus hard on that one. I do have a little bit of bragging rights there as I won the the championship, not this year, but the year before. So I got my name on the belt. It was proudly displayed in my room for, for a year there, which felt great. And now I'm just fighting to get it back for next year. Um, another focus league then is, is my keeper league. Um, that one I'm the commission of. Um, and, uh, we just started keeper this year. So next year will be our first time actually keeping players. Um, interested to see how, how that goes and how keeper kind of changes uh, the way you draft and everything. It was really interesting to see our draft and how that, that played into it. And then lastly, I'm in uh, one dynasty league. That's the, one of the other ones that I'm in with uh, Jordan here. And uh, in my third year, or I guess third off season with that league, um, still regretting a trade I made with Jordan in my first uh, off season there, but uh, we'll talk about that one later. 
Yeah, that one was one of those ones. I mean, and trades, they, the one, like some trades you look at at face value and you think, okay, like this person ripped this guy off or this guy's, and then you, especially dynasty perspective, all of a sudden two years down the road, it's like, oh my God, like why did I make that trade? And yeah. but that was one of those ones where at face value is like actually really fair, to be honest. And then all of a sudden yeah. you look, now you look at it a year and a half down the road, it's like, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a good yeah. one. Um, guys, I'll give you my three. So much the same as Armin, two, two of the three, they're same. Um, St. Mary League, I don't know if it'd be number one for me. It'd be probably maybe one, two kind of things. That St. Mary League, the money, whatever. It's, it's, it's not much, but it's more of the bragging rights. And it's, if you have a bad beat or something happens, like people know around the school, like there's 14 <laughs> of us and everybody's running their mouth. And, you know, it's, that's like how, how I enjoy leagues. So I say it's probably one of my more enjoyable leagues for sure. But I'm also in a big money league. We call it the tall cows because it's high stakes. You know, tall cows is a little bit of a good dad humor there. Um, so that's a big focal point just because it is a, a high high financial in, investment. And I do co-own that with a, with a friend of mine that uh, used to teach at St. Mary too. So um, we co-own that one together. So that is a big focal point. And then um, probably the third one I would say is the same one that Armin had mentioned that we're in a dynasty league together, which I'm now taking over as the commissioner. I'm going to make a few changes and a few transitions in that one, but it is, a, it is a fun one. It's not super interactive. It's getting better uh, as we try to get a few people on board. Now there's it's a 10 team league and I'd say probably six, maybe seven of them are pretty engaging. So it's definitely got a lot better, but that's definitely the rundown of my top three, but that St. Mary one, I'll tell you, that's, like I said, the money's not there, but man, is it, uh, it's a fun way to get, uh, get the school you're going a little bit and get the draft. And, and like I said, we'll talk about that league quite a bit throughout the podcast here and way we do things and funny stories, yeah, all, all that kind of good stuff too. So, um, I guess I'll might as well talk about the structure of our podcast, I guess I'm just going to pull it up here. Um, so currently right now we are in the off season process um which means that we're only be doing a podcast once every uh every about two weeks so we'll record most likely either on monday or tuesday and then the podcast will get dropped on that said wednesday um structure what the listeners i guess can expect you're going to see a segment to start the day well first of all we'll kind of just go through our how the weekend was and stuff like that and then we'll get into the insiders and headliners uh segment we like to call uh, for for news and stuff like that anything important that happened around the league um, trades signings injuries anything of that sort um, then we get into a episode related keep trade cut and I guess that's the f- fantasy football uh, equivalency of the of the screw one marry one kill one kind of thing the the three people you you know the what you're gonna do to those three I guess so that's the fantasy football equivalency of that um so we'll have one of those per week in the off season then we have some sort of segment i know myself and armin we both come together with some pretty unique off-season segments um i don't really want to rifle too many of them because i want to give too many of our ideas away um just so we can keep checking in but uh some are just canadian aspect related for fantasy football dynasty perspective um a few mock drafts uh, i don't know what else am i missing here armin that uh Without giving too much away, that kind of covers it. Yeah, so I guess it's just. The, I guess we could say what we what are we uh, planning for the next one? I guess. Um. Well, I don't have it in front of me here, but I can maybe backtrack and take a peek. I can't remember if uh, it might have been the All Canadian team. I can't remember if we have the All Canadian Fantasy Football Hall of Fame team or whatever the heck we were going to call it. 
can't remember if it's that one or if that's maybe two episodes for now. But anyhow, we can go back and we can take a peek at that regardless. All right. Um, like, so we got, and then we'll go with keep, like I said, the keep trade cut, uh, some sort of segment that we're going to focus on. And then, um, and then we wrap it up with a segment that we like to call the ice cold hot takes because sometimes they're steamy and they're going to be good. And sometimes they are going to be ice cold and, uh, yeah, they, some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. And I guess the nice thing about the, the hot takes is that, um, only time will tell. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I guess anything to add about the off season segment there, Armand, I guess I can maybe mention what our in season will look like, but anything to mention about just the, uh, the off season. Uh, we're going to try and keep it interesting, entertaining, take some new looks at it and, and let's, uh, let's have some fun with the off season, you know, like, uh, really, really dive deep in some, into some, uh, uh, topics and, and have some fun with it. Absolutely. So I'm just going to pull up here. I might as well mention it while we're going on. Uh, I will mention that, um, the in season, I know that does seem like it's a long ways away, but I'll just kind of give an expectations of what to expect. Um, the in season, uh, you would see, um, insiders, headliners, the segment, we talk about the news, um, uh, rewind and reactions. So just kind of going over the week to week, um, starts of the week where we'll look at streaming quarterbacks, streaming tight ends, and then that outside the top, uh, receivers and the outside of the top running backs. So the guys that we just want to give that a little bit of bump of confidence going into, uh, into that week. Uh, then we have a segment called the Canadian player profile. Now the Canadian player profile, is something that's just unique specifically to the 306 fantasy football podcast, uh, where we're going to isolate or we're going to select a Canadian player and it doesn't have to be offensive. It can be defensive too. And we're just going to like talk about that person. We're going to promote Canadian uh, athletes in the NFL. Um, so the, obviously the easy example would be rookie sensation, Chase Claypool. Okay. We want to talk about Claypool. I'll uh, talk about where he's from. We can talk about the university he went to, where he got drafted, stuff like that, what round he got drafted. Um, and then just talk about the season he's having. So that's how we're going to be able to promote those Canadian players. And then when me and Armin are going to have a little competition, competition between the two of us where we're, uh, we're going to try and basically uh, pick the stat line he's going to have that upcoming week. Now, obviously, we're going to run out of offensive players pretty quick. So we can also talk about uh, Canadian defensive players, whether it be corners, and then we can talk about the matchup they may be seeing with the fantasy-specific receiver, um, maybe an O-lineman. We can talk about the running back uh, core for the O-lineman. It's going to be uh, uh, something along those lines, but it is definitely going to be unique to our podcast and our, po our podcast only. And uh, just like I said, a way to be able to promote those uh, Canadian athletes in the NFL. Yeah, you gotta gotta promote them, show love to our uh, to our uh, Canuck um, comrades, and and have some fun with it too. And and hopefully uh, we get creative here, and we we never run out of Canadian content. Absolutely. Well, even with the draft class we got looking in here too, we might have a few more Canadians to add to the list, and yeah, uh, be able to talk about a few more, and then. Anyhow, with the, and then same thing as we were going to wrap up every episode, we'll talk about our ice cold hot takes, um, go from there. And then periodically, like I said, in the off season two and in the, um, in the in season, we might have an interview or two and we'll kind of just slap that right in the middle, um, per episode. So that's kind of the breakdown of what you can expect. I know that seems like it's a long ways away, but the, in, uh, the off season is going to be pretty standard. Like I said, you'll, you'll see the same segments every time. And then that off season segment put down in the middle. So. Hopefully you got a little bit of consistency going for everybody and, and 
learn something, make maybe something's interesting. Maybe it's just for a few laughs and we'll, we'll be able to go from there too. So anything to add Armin before we, uh, before we start, I guess our, our very first content here, our very first episode. You know, I, I think that's a great intro. Let's, uh, let's get to our, uh, our keep trade cut. I am looking forward to this. Okay, perfect. So we'll start with the insiders and headliners. Um, so a few pieces of news to talk about. I think the big one, I guess the, the biggest piece is finally, man, Dak Prescott finally getting that money he deserved. Uh, Four-year deal, $106 million with $126 million guaranteed. So that puts him at the second highest paid. I, I honestly don't know if anybody will ever touch Mahomes' money because that is <laughs> like Mahomes' money. Like you go buy an MLB franchise. Like that is good money. But, but to, for Dak, that's, I mean, he deserved this contract a long time ago, obviously with the severe injury he went through. Uh, hopefully he can come back healthy and ready to rock, but, but man, did, I think it honestly helped his, his, uh, negotiations because man, Dallas struggled without him. Oh. I think that just put, uh, put a little bit of extra emphasis in his corner there. So reactions, what does this mean? Fantasy football related, uh, their arm. What does this mean for the Cowboys? You know, uh, I was going to put, we had him originally in our free agent wish list there. And I was saying, stay put Dak because that uh that defense was so bad last year that that Dallas offense could be a fantasy gold mine you know and he started out the year so hot too and he could have continued that all season because he was in high he would have been in high scoring games um with with uh with a good offense and could have just been putting up points like crazy um it's great for for all those well, all three of those receivers there, Gallup, Cooper, and uh, and Lamb. Um, I think Dak is a quarterback, especially if they're playing from behind. And in high-scoring games, he, he's going to be feeding them all. So I think, uh, I think that's a fantasy goldmine now in, in Dallas. Yeah, and I think, I think maybe, well, it's tough, to t- it's tough to tell because there's a lot of question marks. And I think a lot of people are really scared and don't know what to do with, uh, with Ezekiel Elliott either. And if you look at Ezekiel stat lines, he was Zeke. Like those first few weeks while Dak was there, Zeke was Zeke. And and I don't know if it was a shake of confidence as he progressed to the season without him, or like he he's not he was never a guy that was noted as a, a fumbling or a troubled holding the ball type running back. And we saw what was it in week 14, week 13, maybe it was, I can't remember. Um, he had two fumbles back to back and ended up yanking him, and Pollard played the rest of the half. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like with Dak coming back healthy, it's got to give Zeke that bump back up again. And they obviously have a strong relationship and we've seen the fantasy goal that Zeke has been the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm hoping that the, Zeke's got to come back, you know, and, and right now, like we did that mock draft uh, last week, Zeke was sliding and that might be something to look into as the off season progresses. Zeke maybe climbs back up the rankings again. He climbs back up the, the draft boards maybe he keeps holding at that late first round and maybe he'll be that that steal of the draft who knows but I think uh honestly this is this is obviously good news for Dak and I think it's good news for for fantasy input for the uh for the Cowboys yeah something watch to watch close to for Zeke definitely absolutely um so we'll go to the next point here Texans and the dumpster <laughs> the dumpster <laughs> fire that is the Houston Texans um okay well this can go either way and and I don't want to give too much away here but Deshaun Watson, I mean, he put out the tweet that said, I will never, ever play another snap for the Houston Texans. 
well, Houston responded by saying, yeah, we're fine sitting him. We're fine with if he wants to just park it for the year and, and we'll just hold on to him. I mean, what, uh, what's your expectations here? I know, I know maybe you want to talk about him a little bit later on at the end of the episode. So maybe you don't want to give too much away, but, but what are you, what are you thinking here, Armin? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going into my deep hot take there. Um, it's, it's a wild time. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Maybe I'll, um, maybe right I'll give now. my reaction. Maybe I'll give my reaction. Yeah. I don't want to give yours too far away here, but I mean, I think the chips are all in Watson's in Watson's uh, pockets here. Like, Houston doesn't have a leg to stand on that organization is just falling apart and I know they just re they just redid uh David Johnson's contract to keep him involved in and he's and ends up saving them what's me I don't know a couple million bucks and he's I think he's guaranteed four million and then with a couple million incentive or something like that sort I can't remember off the top of my head but it doesn't look good like literally they look they seem like a farm team for the Arizona Cardinals like everybody wants to go to the Cardinals so I mean I, yeah. had a, I had a thought in my head this morning. I was kind of laughing about it. it. Was like, what would as a Cardinals fan, what if they traded Deshaun Watson for Murray straight up? What would your reaction be as an Arizona Cardinal fan? Because really, you have you taken all the studs. You've taken everything Houston has to offer. Now the only thing left is Deshaun Watson. So I mean, as a, as an Arizona fan, would you rather have Murray or would you rather have Deshaun Watson? I mean. Like, in my perspective, I think, I think Watson's the guy, but, um, but I don't know. I, it's, it makes it interesting. Both of them are obviously trying to dig their feet in and, and say, no, uh, call my bluff. But I, I think, uh, I honestly think Watson's got the leg stand on, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll regroup that. Cause like Armin had hinted that that dives into his hot take a little bit, but we'll come back to that. Yeah. He seems to have the power in that relationship there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, franchise tags that started coming out uh, a little bit last week. We got hit with them a few of them this morning. Um, two big ones to talk about is, um, is Allen Robinson, Chicago giving him, I mean, it was kind of expected. Uh, I wasn't too, too sure if it was actually going to come or not, but Arizona or uh, sorry, uh, Chicago giving, uh, Allen Robinson that franchise tag. So he is going to be staying a bear and, uh, Chris Godwin getting the franchise tag from Tampa Bay. So same thing, staying put, uh, what's, what's your, uh, what's your initial reaction there to those two, Armin? You know, I'm. I'm a little sad for, for Robinson there. It, uh, he's uh, kind of rotting away. His talent is being, being wasted. Like you look at the numbers he's putting up and I'm going to talk about this and keep trade t- cut a bit, but the numbers he's putting up on such a bad offense is like, Oh, if he could just go somewhere where there was competent QB play or consistent QB play, he could run it up and he could be a really good, Tennessee receiver but uh it's hard to to keep projecting him to have these great years unless something changes in that offense especially the 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 potential for him to be a one on a good team you know like there was there was talks he might have been the two on a really good team which then I guess like for him like football related that's awesome like that's what he wants but for fantasy related then it can it takes a step backwards so it's kind of hard to tell like is is him being a two on a good team better than him being a one on a crappy team it's hard to say but i mean unfortunately we'll never know because chicago's locked them down like that's the unfortunate aspect yeah and then godwin you know fantasy wise that hurts him career wise that's probably good he has another shot at a, a title it sounds like tom brady's going for it again trying to go for his eighth and and that's great for Godwin, but bad for fantasy managers of Godwin. 
Yeah, I think so. I think cool. so too. Like we'll we'll talk about it moving forward here when we get to a little bit of the free agent frenzy stuff. But um, like Godwin is a Godwin is a free agent. Antonio Brown's a free agent. I mean, there's it's a it's a busy receiving core as it is. If especially if uh, if Gronkowski sticks around, well, you know that connection between Brady and Gronkowski. Um, but now with it already having a like you saw his numbers dip. Granted, he missed a couple games because of health. But his numbers did dip, and it was it was hard to rely on him because of the heavy, heavy receiving core they had. And I and I agree with you. I, I think fantasy owners were really hoping that maybe he was going to leave and go to somewhere where he would be that guy, be the guy, if not the guy, he'd be a, a steady two, um, yeah. like they like they just proven already in Tampa Bay last year, or so I guess not last year, two seasons ago, I suppose. But um, now I guess the last piece of the puzzle is what happens with Antonio Brown. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. If Antonio Brown sticks around, we still have the exact same receiving core and it's going to be busy. And it is honestly going to be hard to rely specifically on one of those receivers. Yeah. Um, other than that, I guess um, just a quick mention, I guess the Big Ben's re, uh, reconstructed contract. So Big Ben is going to be sticking around in Pittsburgh again. Um, I don't <laughs> I mean, if you're happy about that last year, like I, I, it's tough to say, like, is it going to be more or less the same? Was his shoulder really bugging him? Not much still. Uh, does he have anything left in the tank or is it going to be one of those things where the ball's in his hand for two seconds and it's, and it's out. I mean, it worked for Pittsburgh in the first handful of games, but as you saw towards the end of the season, teams are picking up on that and avoided it. It got gross in a hurry. So, yeah, I mean, that's not super big news, but I mean, it's worth mentioning that uh, for those Pittsburgh receivers that they are going to have Big Ben for uh, for another season. And I mean, hey, uh, a bad Big Ben is still better than a terrible Mason Rudolph. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, eh, well, well, I guess only time will tell. So, um, I guess that gets us into our uh, our second segment here. Uh, keep trade cut. We'll do one of these every single uh, off season, and there'll be. Um, I guess the episode related uh, topic. So this one being free agent frenzy. Uh, so the free agent edition of keep trade cut, I'll go through all of them. Um, and then we'll kind of backtrack and we'll talk about them. So we got one for the receivers. We got one for the running backs. And then we have one for our uh, tight ends as well. So receivers, we have Kenny Galladay, Alan Robinson, and Chris Godwin uh, running backs. We have uh, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and Kenyon Drake. And for tight ends, we have Rob, Gronko- uh, Rob Gronkowski, Jonu Smith, and Hunter Henry. So all players that were perceived free agents going into this offseason. Obviously, we know some of the news now about franchise tags coming out and stuff like that. But uh, uh, all at the offseason perspective were free agents. So uh, we'll start with wide receivers. And we'll get Armin to go first and share his, uh, share his picks. And then just kind of give us a little recap of maybe why or, or for fantasy perspective. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin. Keep trade cut. Go ahead, Armin. All right. So uh, it didn't change too much after the franchise takes came out. I went cut Chris Godwin. Hey, um, loaded team spreads the ball around. I know Brady's on record saying that he he loves playing with uh, Godwin, but he also has said he loves playing with Scotty Miller and Gronk. So, you know, uh, it's too crowded there out of those three guys. I'd cut him if I had to cut any of them. Um, I would trade Lynn Robinson. Okay? Um, that situation in Chicago, is, it doesn't appear to be getting better. There's been nothing, no ramblings or anything. Um, so, And they're wasting his best. 
and and maybe you can get something for him and then keep kenny kenny g his uh his value fell off last season so if you trade him now um you're you're selling him low um whereas a rob is high right now so um they both have the talent level to make an average qb look good so even with the new new qb in in the lions or wherever he goes right i think kenny can can make any qb look good um so I, I would keep him for sure and, and his value hopefully will go up and, and then maybe you can sell him. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty similar, I guess, in the sense that uh, I, I'm cutting Chris Godwin as well too. The, the potential upside for the other two, I think is a little bit greater. I mean, if you're talking Chris Godwin of 2019, well, there's no way you're cutting Chris. So you I mean like it, it, for me, it's all the crowded backfield. And even if Antonio Brown doesn't re-sign there, um, like you mentioned, I really like that take. They said Scotty Miller. I really like that because like he's a field stretcher, but I'm also, I've also really, really like, and this is a deep cut. And I think it's, um, I think it's worth maybe mentioning that uh, for guys to maybe take a shot at uh, Tyler Johnson. He was a rookie last year and I think he has the potential to take that next step. Um, so I really think that, and, and he showed promise and, and he got the ball in, in the times when the receiving core was banged up a little bit and he got his touches and he actually, like, he actually looked pretty good, especially for a rookie when he was like the, probably the fourth or fifth receiving option. I, uh, I, I did like Tyler Johnson. So I, I even still, even if one of them leaves, I still think it's a crowded uh, receiving core. Uh, but I'm a little bit of a risk taker. So I think I'm going to keep Allen Robinson and trade Kenny G. So I do like what you said because the Lions, don't get me started. Lions fan, not franchise tagging Kenny G. Big mistake, big mistake. And I know they're doing their own thing, but just franchise tag him and trade him, trade him. Right now you have, he's, he's going to get top five receiver money. He is. And don't, I don't, like, don't hear what I'm saying. Like, I think, I don't, I don't think he's a top five receiver in the NFL, but it's not very often that the top receivers hit free agency. And with this season, with a turnaround, I think he's going to get paid big bucks. And I really think he would have been a hot commodity with a trade option. So I, I'm very frustrated that the Lions did not franchise tag him and then move him. He probably could have got a second round pick, third round pick, maybe a defensive prospect, you know, like obviously they've already committed to a full rebuild, but um, I think now with some of the, some of the pieces of news coming out, uh, Kenny G uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit in the next portion, but Kenny G was, potentially looking to land in Baltimore. That was like the, one of the main things, but now there's a lot of news that Miami is really, really interested. So, I mean, <laughs> Miami, young, young team, a lot of promise, probably could have got a draft pick from them. So like, I mean, we're getting on the lines talk here and I'm getting <laughs> a little bit rattled, but uh, I would trade Kenny G just because I think the uncertainty, I do like what you said though, that you, you may feel like you're trading him low, but I mean, if he ends up in Baltimore, I'm not super excited about it. Maybe NFL wise. Okay. That I mean, that's a good landing spot for him, but fantasy, I, I just don't think that's fantasy gold. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a downgrade, um, but Allen Robinson, the rumors of maybe landing Russell Wilson, like the Chicago, like there are rumors. And I mean, there's no factual evidence yet. There's just that Chicago wants to go all in on Russ and whether Russ actually gets traded or not. But I mean, if Russell Wilson lands in Chicago right after Allen Allen Robinson gets franchise tagged, like Allen Robinson stocks are going through the roof. And I mean, then maybe it's a time to start talking about trades. But I mean, then also like then you have a literally legitimately a top five quality receiver 
in a dynasty or fantasy land, like absolute gold mine. Like, so I, I think I would keep, I'd keep Allen Robinson. I would trade Kenny G and I would cut Chris Godwin. So, um, I mean, you know, those are the ones that only time will tell. I, I don't know if there is a wrong answer. I mean, I'd be happy with all three of them on my team, but uh, those are one of those ones that time will tell. Yeah. That's, that's the whole fun of this is that it's three guys that you don't necessarily want to cut or trade that you would be happy keeping them. And we got to make a decision on this show. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a stat line, three stat lines, and I want you to make a decision on which you would rather have. Okay. Okay. 65 receptions, uh, 165 receptions on 116 targets for a hundred and uh, what's sorry, 1,190 yards. Okay. So 65 receptions, 1,190 yards and 11 touchdowns. Hey. Okay. That's stat line one. Stat line two, 98 receptions on 154 targets. So 98 receptions for 1,147 yards and seven touchdowns. Or would you rather have this stat line? So that's the second stat line. Third one, 86 receptions for 121 on 121 targets. So 86 receptions. Keep in mind, this stat line is two less games played. Okay. The other two are 16 full season. This one's only 14. Okay. 86 receptions, 1,333 yards and nine scores. Okay. So touchdowns from number from potential number one is 11 touchdowns, then seven touchdowns, then nine touchdowns. The rece- uh, the yardage was just about 1,200 yards, then about 1,100 yards, and about 1,400 yards. And the receptions were 65, 98, and 86. But keep in mind, the second player, his stat line was two less games. I like the the 86 receptions of nine touchdowns. And that one had 1,400 yards, right? Yeah, just about 1333. Yeah, I like that one. High high possession. He catches it whenever it gets thrown to him, it sounded like, because he had the, a lower number of targets. I like that one. And here's the funny thing. Those are all 2019 stat lines from all three of those receivers, and we just cut Chris Godwin. And that was Chris Godwin's 2019 <laughs> stat line. Well, that's just how funny these things go. Like those yeah. stat lines were gigantic, but we, we just cut them just because of 2020 reactions. And, and to be honest, we don't know if it's going to get any better, but we just, we just cut that stat line at 14 yeah. games and the other had 16. So that's just, just shows perspective. Like we have that 2020 mindset a little bit from the previous yeah. season, but I mean, that's fantasy, man. his talent, his talents can show it's, it's all, it all depends. Okay. We'll go in the next one here. Our uh, running backs, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and Kenyon Drake, tell me a little bit about uh, what you think of all three of them. All right. Um, I picked cut Kenyon Drake every year. He starts slow and then he kind of picks it up a little bit at the end. Last year, his pickup kind of wasn't quite up to his usual standard. Um, I used to be a huge fan of him fantasy wise. I was trying to buy into him. I'm glad I didn't invest too much in him because he's kind of been a bit of a bum lately. Um, So um, he's never really been able to bring his floor up. And I put, uh, bring his floor up off the bottom of the Marianas Trench. (laughs) (laughs) It it seems like he always has such a low floor. Oh, he just, his, his yards per carry last season was not something to be, uh, to be (laughs) be chosen. It was terrible. Anyway, sorry, continue. 
All right. Uh, my trade is Chris Carson. I, I love him as a player. He's a super hard runner. He makes big plays. He puts up big numbers and he has a high floor when he's healthy. The problem is, is when he's healthy. Okay. Um, I'm having a hard time looking past that injury bug. Um, you can still sell him though. Cause there's going to be guys that, that can look past it yet. Still, he's still young enough that, um, they'll look at him and be like, well, he, he hasn't had like any major injury. So he, he's probably still good. Right. So that's, that's why I put trade Chris Carson and I put keep Aaron Jones. I mean, he produced at green Bay without having the backfield all to himself. Imagine him going to a team where he is the guy he could put up huge numbers and like think CMC light, not, he's not going to be CMC, but CMC light. Like I, I think you got to keep Aaron Jones out of those three. Absolutely. Um, pr- same thing. Pretty similar. I think cut Kenny Drake. I don't even know if he's going to be a bell cow back this upcoming year. Like it's tough to say, like I, there's reports that chase there. Uh, that's Arizona saying chase, chase Edmonds, their guy. So Chase Evans might be by himself and Kenyon Drake might not get signed um, by them and get signed by somebody else. He might end up signing a small deal and being a split again. Who, who knows? But I think cut Kenyon Drake, uh, Chris Carson. I, I'm going to keep Chris Carson and I'm going to trade Aaron Jones just because Aaron Jones stocks are through the roof. The return you can get. I mean, it sounds stupid. Like you're trading a high end RB. It's sounds really bizarre, but if his landing, if he lands in Miami, like some people think he is, his stock's going to like just go absolute banana lands. So I think if you can capitalize on that high, high stock, especially a guy that he's looked good, but both seasons towards the end of the year, he either just deteriorated and got a little bit nicked up. So his touches got a little bit lower, or maybe it's just that you got phased out by the green Bay plan. I'm not exactly too sure. Um, but I think if he goes someplace else, it's hard to say what his exact landing is going to be. But right now, the intrigue about Aaron Jones, about free agency and where he's going to land, I think, is quite high. So I, uh, I'm going to trade Aaron Jones, get a haul, and I'm just going to hope, like you said, the Chris Carson injury bug is uh, a thing of the past. I mean, like looking at Chris Carson's stat line, this year it sucks. He played 12 games. Um, not, <laughs> his stat line's uh, 60, 681 yards. This this year was off off year, I think. He started, started hot, got hurt. I think that's maybe you said that might be the storyline. It might be a thing to kind of forget, but his 2019 stat line, I'll read it off to you here. 15 games played uh, 278 rushing attempts for 1230 yards, seven scores, but had a fumble problem, seven fumbles. Okay. He also had receiving stats, 15 games played 37 receptions, 266 yards, two scores. So, I mean, that's intriguing. Still used a little bit in the receiving game. Now the problem with him is Seattle's letting him walk didn't franchise tag him, aren't re-signing him. So now he is going to be a free agent. Where is he going to land? Is he going to land in a committee? Is he going to land on a team that doesn't want to run the ball like Seattle? Seattle just fired, uh, what did they end up firing? Was it their offensive coordinator? They want to run the ball more. You're already one of the hardest running teams in the NFL, and then you just made the statement you want to run the ball more. So, I mean, it makes things interesting for the running back committee that Seattle is going to inherit whether they stay the same, they pick somebody up, they draft somebody, um, Russell Wilson outlet. But um, I think I'm going to keep Chris Carson. I'm going to trade Aaron Jones, get the hall, and I'm going to cut Kenyon Drake. Uh, final one here, tight ends. Rob Gronkowski, Jonu Smith, and Hunter Henry. Okay, I'll let you take her away. 
This one was a tough one for me. Uh, as you know, I have Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry in Dynasty. Um, so I was kind of like, I want to keep both those guys. And then, uh, so I, I went with Cut Rob. Okay. Um, I mean, if you have considered trading because you get value for him based on his championship performance, that would be his only value. Like, I think the rest of his career is going to be just those championship runs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's going to be saving his body um, during the during the season and turning it up when it matters. So I don't think he's going to produce big numbers until it comes time for for that uh, the trophy. Okay? Yeah. Um, then I'm going trade Hunter Henry. Right. He finally had a full season. Um, he looks good, but is he going to reach great or is he going to get injured again? I'd trade him now. Well, well, he's had a full season and, and there's a little bit of hype around him. Let's, uh, let's, let's move on from him. Okay. Um, and then I picked John, keep John new Smith. Um, last year he looked legit. Like when he got the ball, he looked legit. He could end up being the number two guy behind AJ Brown in the receiving game there. Um, and I, I think he's going to, there's going to be even more growth from him this year. Like he, he looks like a good, good solid tight end there and he's going to be on the field all the time for for blocking in their run game and then that's going to open him up in the passing game even more yeah i um i mean this is a tough one like to me like the tight end position is a crapshoot and unless you're a top three tight end it's a crapshoot so for me i was thinking about this well hunter henry injury prone Jonu smith not really proven to to the point where like he looked pretty decent but he had eight scores. Like he had eight touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> like that number is like going to come down. Like if, if you weren't, so I'm going to put this in perspective, the Tennessee Titans offense play action, absolute, like run the ball first, then release boot out, find somebody. And AJ Brown is a huge body. You're going to find him. But if you don't find the tight end in the play action offense, where are you going to find him? You know? So if, if he goes somewhere that maybe doesn't run that play action, I don't know if he has the skill set to just be off the ball, beat the defender. I don't know if he has that. So eight scores. I mean, you take those scores and you bring them down to Hunter Henry numbers, Hunter Henry, four touchdowns, like, and in a position with tight ends, it's, I would, I would argue that it is very touchdown reliant. Like, here's the thing. Rob Gronkowski finished eighth at the tight end position. Jonah Smith finished ninth. Hunter Henry, 15th. He played 14 games. Uh, Gronkowski played 16, Joni Smith played 15, and uh, Hunter Henry played 14. So, I mean, the two-game gap, how does jo- Hunter Henry finish 15? Well, the touchdowns. Gronkowski had seven, um, Joni Smith had eight, Hunter Henry had four. And now I got to ask yourself, is that Hunter Henry issue, or is that Herbert loving the one read? <laughs> and I think maybe it's the latter. So, uh, I think I'm going to keep Hunter Henry um, even though like, I think like he might have that next level jump. So I think maybe I'm going to keep him just for the potential upside. Um, man, I want to say cut Gronk, but I think people are so high on him after watching the Super Bowl. you know, like, like you mentioned, like, I, know. Like, I, I think I'm going to cut Jonu and I'm going to trade Gronk. I, Gronk was elite. He was the number one, number two, you know, like forever Gronk, Gronk, yeah. Gronk. And everybody's like, oh, he's washed. He's done. It's over. 
And I think to a point it might be true. And everything went right for Gronk this year. Like seven score is good. And now is that because he shook the rust off and got ready for and it was midseason form? Or is it because just things worked out? Now we talked about the busy backfield, but in Super Bowl, they showed Tom Brady likes finding Gronkowski and he's real good at it. Yeah. So I think you can, it's tough to say. I think, especially with him being the eight, I think you might be able to get a little bit more from him, especially name face value. So I think I'm going to keep Hunter Henry, trade Gronkowski, and I'm going to cut Jonu Smith. And I feel like that one's going to bite me in the ass coming back. But um, I, I don't know. I just, that's the tight end position is a tough one. And I think unless you really have one of those top three guys, the rest was a crapshoot. And we're going to talk about that um, in season, stuff like that. When we do like our streamers of the week and stuff, but I, um, man, <laughs> tight end position, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, our segment here, um, free agent frenzy. Okay. We'll talk about wish lists, predictions, uh, where you want guys to go versus like where you legitimately think they're going to go. Um, I mean, we got a lot of names here. Uh, I'm going to rifle off through some of the major names. We'll go position by position. I'll rifle through some of the names and then uh, I'll let you go first, Armin, and, and we'll go from there. I'm sure we'll spend more time on the receivers and the running backs. Tight ends, a little short and sweet. Quarterbacks, more or less, like who's going to be a backup, I think. But we'll go quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, we had him on the list. Signed Dallas, big bucks. So obviously no longer free agent. I've got Jameis Winston, Alex Smith, Mitchell Trubisky, Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton. And then I'm going to put these in good measure here. They're not free agents, but Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Because, I mean, their offseason is seemed as close to free agent frenzy as it could be with the, all these trade rumors. So maybe we'll talk about the free agents first. And then I'm going to maybe throw a little two cents in there about, uh, like, maybe you think potential landing spots where you think, I know they're not for ages, but trade value if they do get traded or they don't, well, we'll go for that. I know I won't talk about Deshaun yet because I know that for you, that's at the, the latter end, but um, maybe you can talk about like your uh, favorite destination or something for him. But is there anybody that stands out for you there, Armin? Um, well, you know what? I want to talk about Alex Smith. I think if, if Brady, or not Brady, if Breeze is retiring for, for real, um, I think Smith going to Nora Orleans would be great for him um you look at a season that he had with the chiefs where he was putting up huge numbers and he looked like he was like gonna be in the mvp conversation right of his mvp discussions around that season for him um there's weapons like that in in uh, new orleans and they play the style that that alex smith plays already i think it would be a great fit for him it's and it's hard not to like alex smith like yeah. You had that gruesome injury. You had so many surgeries. You had the discussion that like you might die because of this injury. And then you might never walk again and probably never walk again. You might have to amputate the leg. Like it was, and then just all of a sudden, just the, the, like defying all odds comes back and plays and not even just walks, like literally walks, but then plays in the NFL again. Like how do you not like Alex Smith? And, and it's what first series he gets jumped on top of. Yeah. Well, was was it against uh, was against the Rams? Like, then you have to face like Aaron Donald, like game one or game two back. Like, I mean, yeah. you're holding your breath, but it's just exhilarating seeing that coming back. But I mean, it makes the reports kind of upsetting a little bit. Like, you see how Washington is pretty open with him. Like, they weren't, he wasn't part of their plan moving forward. And I don't think they even anticipated him to even play again. And so basically, yeah. he was on the outside looking in the entire year. And I mean, it's nice to see that a guy obviously comes back and, and shows he still got it. And well, let alone plays football again after something as gruesome as that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Jamison Winston's one guy I like to talk about a little bit. Terrible quarterback. Like, just not a very good NFL quarterback, but there's fantasy gold there. You saw that for 2019. Yeah. What do you have? 30, 30 interceptions, but he was still, like, the f- number five or number six quarterback on the year. Like, I can't remember the exact numbers to be off the top of my head here, but, I mean, well, he threw 30 picks, and he was still, like, fantasy gold. Yeah, we had to bring in the, the Winston rule in our in our league. That's right. I forgot about that. In our, yeah. in our St. Mary League, we vote on r- new rules uh, at the start of the year when we do, like, our new season revamp and stuff. And that was, like, actually, I forgot about that because I got burnt by him so many times. I was like, okay, I'm going to propose this rule that we actually make it negative two points for interception rather than minus one, because he was still putting up 35 points and he would have like that one game he had four picks. And he still put up 31 points. Like it doesn't even, doesn't even make sense. You don't deserve those points. Well, I think he's an interesting, I think he's an interesting uh, free agent landing spots. Uh, I mean, he's already in uh, new Orleans. Like you had mentioned, I think that's uh, a potential candidate. Just, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. Like they signed him on for the one year. I don't know if that's because they wanted to see what he can do um, as a, um, like on the practice squad or something. Like they may want to test him out. Uh, but one spot um, I think would be interesting is uh, at New Orleans. Um, I mean, you can the obvious answer like Chicago, all the teams that actually need quarterbacks. But I can't see Chicago actually jumping on a Jameis. Like I don't think that's much of an upgrade for them. But fantasy per fantasy perspectives could you imagine Jameis like absolutely throwing like 300 yard three 300 yard game targets just strictly to Allen Robinson <laughs> like Allen Robinson is going to come down with 200 200 yards because I mean who else is going to yeah. you know, throw a ball to like I mean he's going to throw six picks but Allen Robinson might have five scores a game like it's it'd, it'd be fun but I just can't yeah. see it anybody anybody else you want to um mention uh well for me with Winston I I put Atlanta actually Oh yeah, I put the Falcons. Uh, and they could be moving on from Matty Ice, maybe looking for his next, the next guy after him, and with uh, with Ridley and uh, Julio there, he's got big bodies that are going to save him from interceptions. I think with those two guys, yeah. So you know they'll win the jump ball, and he's going to air it out to them. And those guys are guys that will will love that. So. I think he'd be a good fit there, honestly. Yeah, the other the other team I think that uh, might be worth mentioning too. I mean, any quarterback landing there is it, it all depends on whether Houston uh, does end up trading uh, Deshaun or not. I think that would be obviously a landing spot where somebody's going to need to go because they don't have the they don't have the draft pick to take a quarterback, and unless they end up trading for that pick, which I don't know how they trade for that pick, they don't have much to give up anymore, and unless yeah. they get in the return for Deshaun, but. I'm sure uh, quarterbacks like Alex Smith, uh, Jameis Winston would be able to fill right in. Mitch Trubisky, you know, like the guys uh, be able to fill fill the void. Um, running backs: Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, Duke Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Tevin Coleman, James White, Mark Ingram, Marlon Mack, James Connor, Chris Carson, and I threw this guy in here, Frank Gore, and then I'm going to mention him at the end. I know he's not a real popular name. Well, I mean, he might be popular name, I guess, but he's. Not a super fantasy relevant name, but I threw him in there just because it's a little fun to talk about. But any uh, any running backs that jump out at you uh, off the off the get go? I want to see Aaron Jones with the Cardinals. I think he would do well there. Yeah, I think um, he would definitely be an improvement over Drake in the run game and in the pass game. He is a guy that if Murray is scrambling, he's going to be able to keep up with him. And maybe we'll see Murray pass the ball a little bit more when he scrambles instead of run because Aaron Jones will be there to catch it. 
I uh, I like that take actually. I haven't I haven't really thought too much about that one. Uh, now they're talking about Aaron Jones. I'm in love with the Miami. You know, like Miami, and I know they have the backfield already. Like they had a successful backfield last season. You know, even it was kind of a bit of a revolving door with injuries towards the end there. Yeah. Um, but man, I think a Miami would be a good landing spot for him just because they they've already shown that they want the bell cow. They want the three down back. They want a guy that they can put in first down, second down, third down, doesn't matter. And I think he's shown enough in the receiving work that maybe Tua might be able to get him on those check downs as well too. I know in Green Bay, predominantly receiving work went to Jamal Williams, but um, I think that that would be a really good fit, especially with Miami trying to make a run. Like I think they're going to be pretty involved in the free agent market this offseason whether it's as a receiver or whether it's as a running back, I do think they're going to go after running back. Maybe they draft receiver or whatever, but I, I do think that the position or the landing spot of Miami would be quite nice for uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, that does sound interesting. Um, while we're on the, the Green Bay kind of train here, I'm going to move to who I think should go to Green Bay, and that's Duke Johnson. If both Jones and Williams leave, um, A.J. Dillon, he's going to be like the runner there. And Duke has proven to be a good third down back and he's hungry for the opportunity to show his skills again. And I don't think Green Bay is just going to use him as a third down back. If you look at how they use their backs, he's going to get some series. He's going to get more opportunity than he, I think he would anywhere else as like a guy who's more of a third down back type role. That's a, that's a real good spot. Especially like you said, if Jamal Williams doesn't land there, I think that's like, once again, they, um, once again, the, um, Holy man, having a brain cramp here. Houston traded to get Duke Johnson. Like I, I almost kind of forgot that Duke Johnson was with the Cleveland Browns and they traded to get him, and then they just outright released him again. And, and there was rumors going around that he was going to be a bust regardless because Houston, a team that just doesn't really throw to the uh, throw to the running back. Like Deshaun just hasn't really proven to, to check down much. Um, and obviously that came to fruition where now they just cut him. But I do like that landing spot. Duke Johnson. I mean, it's not, Right now, he's not fantasy gold, but it's been proven that receiving running backs, well, if you're a PPR league, every time you catch, you go point, 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 and you can just count them. Like, I mean, look at J.D. McKissick. Like, some people are saying, who, J.D. McKissick? Well, look what he did for Washington. Like, every time, like, Alex Smith went in, got the change of quarterback, and J.D. McKissick, like, his his stat line was atrocious, but he had 14 catches. Well, that's yeah. 14 points. You know what I mean? Like, a receiving a receiving running back is really really good, especially if if you take want to go late round running backs, you want to go quarterback in the first round, you want to go receiver heavy, you want to go after Kelsey in the first two rounds, where maybe you have that lack of running back depth. Those are late round gems that you can pick up on the discount. So I think I think Green Bay would be a really good landing spot. Um, I also had down there um, going maybe to Indianapolis. I know Indianapolis they have. Like, this isn't like, I think he's going to go there. I think it would be a good fit. Carson Wentz checking the ball down. They already have Jonathan Taylor as their bell cow. But I think with their seam work, maybe Duke Johnson be able to catch the ball there. I think that would be a nice fit. Um, But, I mean, who knows? Duke Johnson is one of those ones where I think, regardless of wherever he goes, it's going to be a good spot just because of the receiving work, as long as it's not a super crowded. Like, I think Indianapolis, because of Carson Wentz, I think he's so sick of trying to scramble that he might actually be able to find a good check down. Um, but, uh, like, like I said, it's one of those ones where, well, maybe even he goes to like a Kansas city. Okay. 
it's yeah. tough to say what Kansas City is going to do with their backfield. I know obviously CEH is there and he's there. He's their guy. But other than that, who's their receiving running back? I mean, Williams was there, but he took the year off because of COVID. Is he going to be back? Is he going to be there? Who knows? Well, that'd be obviously a good landing spot for career-wise. Like you go chase a ring, uh, but also like you're getting a lot of receiving work from uh, from Mahomes too. Uh, yeah. One one name that I want to talk about is, well, I'm going to talk, just mention James Conner. I don't think he's going to like, I love James Conner, the story of James Conner beating cancer, you know, like the whole backstory. I love Connor, but I just don't know if he, like, he didn't show enough this year. I don't think he's got enough juice. I think he's going to end up in a committee somewhere. I think he is going to be, um, I think he's going to be like second, second look, like second fiddle. I just don't know. And that's maybe like a position where like he'll end up in like uh, maybe Washington or something. And it's not to say like the Washington's got their young stud, you know, they got Antonio Gibson, but maybe they want a secondary back for backup, you know, like it's tough to say. I, I just don't think he's going to be a one. What do you, what's your take there on Connor? I, I agree. Like I was trying to think of teams that he would go to and nothing like really popped to me. I even like pulled up a sh- sheet with all the teams so I could like be like thinking about him. And I, I couldn't, I I don't really see him going anywhere unless he's going to be there, there as a backup. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other names? I know they're. I'll, I'll I'll mention Chris like Kenyon Drake, whatever. Todd Gurley, Wash, Leonard Fournette. I think he played himself into maybe a landing spot somewhere. Like he looked for a guy that got cut. I think he looked pretty decent this year. But um, I I do want to talk about Chris Carson, but I'll let you take a swing at somebody here first. Hey, I'll uh, I'll swipe at Fournette there, seeing as you laid him out. Yep. Um, and I think he's going to Seattle, and I think that'd be a good landing spot for him. If they're moving on from Carson um, and maybe they, they don't quite know what they have in Rashad Penny yet. Right. Um, Fournette would be great there. He he's kind of their style that they like, right. They're run the ball team. They throw a little bit to the, the running back, but not a lot. And Fournette can catch a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, it's a good match there. So here's Chris Carson. I'm going to mention, I want to see Lon in two spots and I think both would be really good. Okay. One. And I, and I, I'm going to, I'll take a shot in the dark and just flip a coin and say, which one I think he'll go to. I want to see him either in Pittsburgh or I want to see him in Buffalo. Okay. Pittsburgh, they're running. They, they show, they know like Pittsburgh's provided they want to run the ball, but they just couldn't, they couldn't. And Chris Carson is a hard nose runner. So I think him landing in Pittsburgh and getting those touches, I think is going to help open everything up for Pittsburgh because he is a good runner, but also Buffalo, the same thing. They tried to force feed that run game and Singletary doesn't have it. I, I think they tried enough and out, uh, tried it out enough. And I just don't think he has it. Um, and what's the, Oh man, slipping my brain here. Uh, the rookie there. Oh, uh, Moss. Yeah. Uh, Zach Moss. Same thing. Like I think he had a lot of potential going in there because Buffalo wanted a run game. And I think a lot of people were interested with picking him up, but he just, he didn't show it for me. And I don't know if he provided Buffalo with enough security or enough trust to actually be like, you're our guy. So I feel like maybe like, especially Buffalo's offense was electric this year, like electric. Yeah. I think giving Josh Allen a, a trustworthy check down too, because Chris Carson has shown that he can catch the football. I think, man, that'd be, I'd be excited to either one of those two. I think he's, if I had to make a guess, I'm going to say Pittsburgh just because they're kind of in that wing now with big Ben, but uh, man would go to Buffalo. I'd, I'd love to see that too. 
I I agree. I I had him as Steelers, and like you said, that running style, and that would make he would be an automatic fan favorite there. Like the Steelers fans would love him, yeah. um, and they the team seems to like to use a balanced running back too. And Chris Carson is hard nosed, workhorse, but he is still balanced at the same time. Like he said, he can catch the ball, and that's kind of how they like to use their running back in a balanced kind of way. Um, any, any other running backs you want to mention? Frank Gore. Let's make, let's take a little shot here. <laughs> Frank Gore. First of all, I want to see Frank Gore make it long enough that his kid gets in the NFL as he's still in the NFL. Like how sweet would that, what a storyline. Like, I mean, the man's played forever. Like yeah. he keeps finding his way on a team. So right now let's make a bet. Let's make a wager. Chris, let's, let's say, uh, Frank Gore is going to land here. Okay. If he doesn't go anywhere, if he retires, then obviously it's a wash. If we get it wrong, it's a wash. But let's make a wager, okay? We'll say say a beer and wings when we can finally go to a restaurant. Winner gets the beer and wings, okay? Right. Where do you think Frank or landing spot? Where do you want him? Oh God, um, I don't even want him. Where do you think? Just where do you think? Where do I think? Uh, let's go, Casey, Kansas City. Yeah. Okay? Um, I'm going to go with, oh man, I'm trying to think of like, it's, it's going to be something stupid. Like not even a team that needs a running back. It's just like, they're just going to pick them up. Uh, let's go with, I'm going to go with Chicago. That seems like a Chicago. No, no, actually, no, I'm going Houston. I'm taking Houston. That's a Houston move right there. Frank Gore is going to play yeah. for Houston next year. Houston is the new Jets, I think. So <laughs> I think you might got me there. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I mean, time time will tell him that one, but we'll have to watch this one back. Yeah. So, okay, Frank Gore, the Mr. The Mr. What is it? Undefeated Mr. Never never Retire. I don't know what you were going to call him. <laughs> Mr. Gray Hair, we can call him. The guy's have hair. The guy's been in the, yeah, the guy's been in the league forever. So, um, let's, okay, go receivers, then we'll click go through tight ends, and we'll wrap this bad boy up here. All right. Um, Receivers, I'm going to list these off. I know a few of them franchise tag. We can talk about maybe the landing spot reaction stuff. But Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, Curtis Samuel, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Golden Tate, Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, Corey Davis, Cordell Patterson, uh, Keenan Cole, Antonio Brown, Tim Patrick, A.J. Green, Larry Fitzgerald, Marvin Jones, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Some of those guys are irrelevant. Some of them are legit. Um, some of them may be just, they've had a good off season. They might land somewhere, but obviously some big names in there too. So let's, uh, let's start kind of checking a few of these off here. All right. I'm actually going to start with a team. Um, there's one team that I think could be a suitor for a few different guys here. And that's the Steelers. Again, we're talking about the Steelers a lot right now. Um, I think Algalore Davis and Tate, those three guys could any one of those guys could end up with the Steelers um, and as a landing spot it'd be good for them because I think they do have the potential to eventually make it to the top of that pecking order um, they wouldn't be automatically um, Steelers even without Juju has a lot of depth at receiver but they like to use that rotation so a guy coming in to that rotation is going to see a lot of playing time and he could outplay the other guys potentially I know, I know Pittsburgh loves to draft receivers. They've shown that. And obviously their draft depth is quite big with, uh, with just letting Juju walk. But um, so, that, so I'm just going with your pick here. So then 
do you think that they would take them on as being like legit, maybe one or just as a death piece? Cause I mean, Deontay Johnson, he's proven himself drops. I mean, he had drops tough year, but yeah. he, he's very, very good receiver. And obviously we talked about Chase, Chase Claypool a little bit at the start. I mean, when you, if you're getting compared to Megatron, like <laughs> you're legit. So like, are you yeah. thinking like for death pieces here? Or are you thinking like for NFL perspective, fantasy perspective? Because for fantasy perspective, I'm thinking like maybe I'd be, I'd still like Deontay and Claypool a little bit more, but maybe for yeah. NFL perspective, that might be a good line. But I'm not sure. So what, what do you, let's elaborate on that a little bit. That, that was more my uh, NFL perspective. Okay. I think, yeah, for their career kind of where they're at like I don't think they're gonna end up being the big guy signed to a team to be the yeah, number okay. one receiver they've never get, really proven that so I can get behind that. I was gonna say as them like for Pittsburgh as a fantasy spot I was like I, I'm not sure if I like that but I, I I think like I think the Golden Tate one's gonna be interesting I think he's maybe gonna land with a contender just as like um, a depth piece a leader piece you know yeah it's it's tough to say like so there's so many receivers there's gonna be so many movements but I I'm gonna mention it's Kenny Galladay. I've already talked about him. Detroit botched that. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the future. It's going to yeah. be tougher. And I mean, it was tough the last couple of years too, but we're going to take our lumps. We're going to regroup. We're going to rebuild. We're going to do this right. But uh, Kenny Galladay, I think, I mean, the, the rumors are saying Miami. So there's a good chance he does land in Miami, if, especially if they're going to make a good run at him. I think a great landing spot for him would be in Jacksonville. Okay. I think Jacksonville, because, they have the receiver core and it's tough to tell because you didn't really have the quarterback to support it. So is it just that some of the receivers didn't pan out? But I think if with, um, with getting a new shiny toy at one Oh one, like Trevor Lawrence, you're going to want to surround him with elite, not let's see where they're at. Like he's going to be a rookie. You've got to surround him with elite. Like look what happened with Herbert. You surround him with elite talent and he's going to flourish. Okay. Look at yeah. Josh Allen. I know this, he's been in the league for a couple of years now, but you give him a true one and they're going to flourish. You know what I mean? So I think you need to give Jacksonville a true one. I don't know if anybody has, there has proven it yet. I think they have the potential to maybe step up to that level, but I think they need a true one. That's why I thought maybe the interesting point was like Allen Robinson going back to Jacksonville. I knew the, the, the notion of them going back or whatever. Uh, obviously he franchise takes so he's gonna be staying in chicago but i i do think kenny galladay to jacksonville would be a nice landing spot and i think that's not gonna hurt his dynasty perspective or fantasy perspective because like I meant before the baltimore landing spot was like e like kenny galladay is gonna drop but now if it's going to the jacksonville i think that is something that fantasy owners can get excited about all right i have galladay I think the Rams would be a good spot for him. Now I know they have Cup and Woods, but both those guys are kind of shifty possession guys, PPR guys. Galladay is more of a deep threat, and he thrived with Stafford as a gunslinger. They have a good rapport. Throw him back with him, and he'll automatically be the one with with his old QB there. Yeah. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Like running the Rams, they have like their depth, like or their uh, their cap hit is not ideal so i guess if they get interesting with their cap that's definitely something i think that maybe could have been something that could have happened with if the lions would have signed him trade him you know like yeah. i think that's something that could happen with the cap as uh as what the rams have i think it might be a little bit difficult but man you, you weren't wrong about the stafford kenny g connection like that as a lions fan two of your oh i shouldn't say two three of my favorites are now gone in the same season like I mean, we have marvin jones on the list here that's who i got my jersey i loved marvin jones loved him so I wanted to get Stafford. I was like, okay, Stafford would be my second jersey. I'll get that one next. Stafford's never leaving. Well, now, like, <laughs> I'm crying inside because my three favorite players are all gone.
but it's, it's like I said, it's time to rebuild, it's time to regroup, it's time to move on. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. And I do like Jared Goff. I, I do. I don't know if he's the answer. I think he kind of just had a bad rap there with the last couple of years, but it's, I mean, you know, again, I'm on the Detroit, Detroit wagon again here, but seeing as you said, Marvin Jones, I got to say, I, I think he's best off staying in, in Detroit with, with Goff. I think his, his style of receiving works well with, with Goff if they get him doing his, his style of play. He's so underrated, so underrated. And every year he's a sleeper. Like yeah. if you compare the stat lines, compare Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay's stat lines. And last year is obviously in a, a different situation because Kenny Galladay didn't play much. But if you look at their stat lines for 2019, 2018, 2017, you look at their stat lines, they're almost identical. Like they're almost identical. Now, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is a little more consistent, but Marvin Jones, that big playability. So when they finish at the end of the season, they're really, really close in rankings. But Kenny Galladay is a second, third round draft pick in the last couple of years. And Marvin Jones, you can get in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's just the sleeper and I think he's got that high, high upside ability. I think Marvin Jones, I think that's who I think might end up going to Baltimore. Just, I don't think he's going to go as the one, but I think he's going to go as that extra, extra layer, extra receiving ability. Um, I, I would like to see Marvin Jones go to Green Bay. Now that sucks because that's inner division. You're going to see him just get absolutely torched the lines, but I, I need Green Bay to see, I, they need to get somebody. They should have got Will Fuller in the trade deadline. Now it would have burned them because Will Fuller with the suspension, and we can talk about him in a little bit here too. But Green Bay needs to add somebody. They they don't have the number two. Now there's rumors of like maybe everybody's like, oh, Allen Robinson, Green Bay, that'd be unreal. That's that's gonna hurt Allen Robinson though. That's gonna that's gonna hurt um that's gonna hurt Devontae Adams. So I think Devontae Adams, he's the one, he's gonna get his. But I think if you add Marvin Jones as a second threat for Aaron, like Aaron Rodgers, he's unreal at free play. He's going to find Marvin Jones on the free play. Now that's going to hurt me as a line fan. Like I said, going to, uh, going to, going to uh, green Bay and going to torch my lines for the next couple of years. But I think that would be pr- like absolute prime landing spot for him. Like same thing with guys like Will Fuller. I think that's a great spot with him. You know, like those little bit of stretcher guys. Um, you, even, uh, yeah. Even I, I was saying, thinking like AJ green and Larry Fitz guys near the end of their career who may be wanting to try and get a ring why not go to green Bay and pit, yeah. play with Rogers and chase that ring? Exactly. And they could still be somewhat relevant on that team. You know, they wouldn't be the, the old guy on campus. What do you think about Juju? I mean, he's one, like he, since he came to the league, he's one of my favorite. I know he's getting a bad rap now with the TikTok stuff and, and the, like he was running his mouth at the Browns and they lost. And I mean, he's getting a bad rap now, but he's always been one of my favorite players. Hey, um, what do you, what do you think about him? Where do you, where do you think he's going to, I think he's pretty, he, he said he wants to stay with Steelers, but I think it's that ship has sailed. So where do you, where do you think he's going to land? I, I have quite a few teams for him. The top one would be Ravens. Um, and then Pats, Miami, Detroit, Colts, and Green Bay. I listed all those because they all need a boost to their passing um, game, except Green Bay has Devonte, yeah. um, but he can play anywhere in the route tree and he could go on to any of those teams and be the automatic number one or number two, which um, is good for Juju. Um, you, you need him at that spot. He's not going to go anywhere where he's the number three guy, right? Yeah. Um, so he's going to be looking for, for a team where he can contribute. And I think, but I think number one would be Ravens. I think that would be a great landing spot for him, especially the way he plays. Yeah, he's like that uh, possession type receiver, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and even still in that crowded backfield, he still found the ball. He still found the end zone in uh, in, um, in Pittsburgh. I yeah. think I think if I had to pick a spot that I think he's going to go to, I think it's Miami. You, I know you mentioned Miami. They're they're going all in. So if Kenny Galladay ends up like I, I think if they go all in on Kenny Galladay, then Miami's going to get Kenny Galladay. But I think Juju would be a good fit for um, for landing in Miami. And if he doesn't land in Miami, like I said, that um, that Jacksonville uh, destination isn't the worst either, too. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not like there's guy other guys on here that's yeah I don't know if it's even worth talking about like T.Y. Hilton pretty washed Corey Davis he, he did boom he did show a little bit he might be a guy that'd be a candidate for like a Green Bay you know like not pay him too much but might be a two guy so there's there's lots of destinations like that I mean obviously uh, Houston needs receivers uh, Will Fuller I, I don't think they're gonna resign him um, yeah. so I mean obviously they, they're like that's where somewhere where there's gonna be need a destination um I don't know anybody, anybody else is jumping on Antonio Brown. I just mentioned this. Like if he, if he stays in Tampa, I think that makes everything worse. Everything. Just because, like I said, it's a crowded field. It may be um, Gronkowski ends up staying there. Who knows? But I think that's just going to make the situation that much worse for them. So I'm really hoping he goes where don't care. I really don't care. I, I think I think he's going to stay if I had to make a decision and say this is what has going to happen. Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have a bromance going on. Like it's pretty common knowledge. They, I, I don't know what's going on there, but something's going on there between Antonio and uh, Tom. And obviously Tom helped Antonio get through his whole situation there. Obviously Antonio wants to play where Antonio wants to play. Um, we saw in the free agency and going to different teams and the whole crapshoot that was that whole offseason experience. But um, I think he ends up staying in Tampa. I hate that. I really, really don't like that. But I think just, the connection there and they want to stay together. So yeah. sign anywhere else. I don't care. Sign anywhere else. I'd love it. But uh, I think he, tr- I truly think he's going to stay in Tampa. Yeah. I, I think you're right too. Uh, this is a bit of a hot take here though, but wouldn't he be good with Philly? I think he's yeah. even one of the number one guys there instantly with one of the hottest new QBs. Yeah. I, Man, there's, we're going to talk about Hurts in the offseason here because I think he might be a little hidden gem at the quarterback position come draft season. But there's a lot of uncertainty with him. Like, I mean, he looked real good, real good those first couple of games. And all of a sudden, I was like, yeah, well, question marks, question marks, you know. But yeah. uh, I do think that Philly, I, I don't think they're real happy with the way the draft worked out for them. I don't think they're really pumped about Rieger. Like, it, he didn't really show what I think they were looking for. Uh, especially with the rookie production that came from the receiver position this season. I think they're not super pumped about that, but it's, uh, it's tough to say. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's hit, let's hit tight ends and then we'll, we'll finish this thing up here. So tight ends, there's some no names, some big names. We'll go through this relatively quickly. I can't imagine it's going to take too much time to go through here, but Jonu Smith, Rob Gronkowski, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, Trey Burton, Mo Cox. Okay. Um, anybody that jumps off the page, nothing crazy, but I'm thinking maybe Hunter Henry's probably going to be the big name of discussion. Yeah. Um, I could see Hunter Henry. I would like him in New Orleans. Um, good offense and, uh, and he'd be, they need a guy there after Cook got cut and they did target the tight end, just Cook kind of let him down. So. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think Gronkowski. I think he's going to stick around in Tampa Bay. 
Um, trying to think of teams like uh, Philly's looking to move on from Zach Ertz. So Philly might be a destination where somebody ends up. Um, they got go dirt. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to say. Yeah, like, even even got he didn't like he looked okay at times, but I think Philly might be a destination. Um, I think this is kind of a reach maybe, but I think I've, I've been saying this for a while. It was a hot take I put on Twitter a while back, but I think the Cincinnati Bengals need a tight end. Okay, Joe Burrow needs a checkdown option. He's already got some great options at the receiver uh, core. And I said hot take that Cincinnati should end up taking uh, uh, Pitts in with their pick. And man, it's a, I was like, hey guys, it's a hot take. Like it's not supposed to be that. And everyone's like, no, no, no. They need, they need, uh, they, they need uh, offensive lines. Like, okay, well, yeah, obviously, everybody knows they need offensive line. Right? It's not a hot take if you say, oh, draft an offensive lineman with your top five pick. But I think they need a tight end. Like Drew Sample, nobody had a little bit of fantasy value this year just because of the way Joe Burrow wanted to find the tight end. So I think, I think Hunter Henry might be a good option. He's young. He might be able to settle in there with that young core they've got going on and he might be able to flourish for, for who knows how long. So I think Hunter Henry to Cincinnati would be a, would be a good option. Yeah. That's not bad. I like uh, Kyle Rudolph to the chargers to give Herbert another vet to throw to. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a a good, good pick for, for both uh, his career wise and, uh, and fantasy-wise, he'd be a red zone target there. Especially because they have that opening. And I think that's somebody you can get relatively cheap too, right? Like yeah. Rudolph very well can end up retiring. And if he retires, what a catch to finish it on. Like that game, was it, <laughs> uh, was it week 17 against the Lions? That's, yeah. That catch he made in overtime. And was it against – that was week 17, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that one-handed yeah. catch. And he just walked right out, gone. Like if that's your last catch of your career, what a what a stamp. Like what a, what a finish. But – um, I, I do think that, like you mentioned, that they would be a good candidate to maybe pick up a, a cheap, cheap free agent. I think Mo Ali Cox is a guy to watch out for. Where he lands, no idea. Team he lands for, no idea. Destination, I would like, no idea. But the man's a monster. Like, was he seven, seven foot one or something? He's a monster. So I think he's definitely somebody to watch out for. He might end up somewhere. He might be, uh, he might be interesting to be able to pick, uh, pick him up. Um, I guess that kind of, guess that kind of does it here for. Uh, for the free agent frenzy uh final final segment and this is gonna be the one for every single episode uh from here on out ice cold hot takes and uh we'll be able to kind of check these out as we go back in time and and be able to watch the episodes over again and see which of these come to fruition and which of them are just like bad bad ideas and bad takes but ice cold hot takes armin hit me up all right uh deshaun watson is not going to be moved by the texans he will sit out of the season and he will get traded to either um, the Colts, Broncos, or Seahawks. That's hot. So you think he's going to sit up the entire time? You think he's like? You think he legitimately will just bench himself? I I think so. I think he's done with his time there. If he plays, he's going to be um, pulling a James Harden. What James Harden just pulled off in Houston. <laughs> He's going to do the same thing. He's going to lend him the fat suit. He's going to come in the training camp looking like he put on three out 300 LBS. <laughs> yeah. Harden, Harden's fat suit. Um, yeah. So then, okay, let's make this a little spicy then. If you had to say what week do you think he's going to trade it? Like in the off season, like second half of the season, like give me, let's make this even a little bit more uh, pinpointed. All right. Well, as of right now, Houston has nobody else at quarterback. So I think they got to make that trade before the season actually starts. If he's not going to play. So it'd be probably like 
training camp at some point. I don't know if there's exhibition this year. Yeah, it's tough to say. Yeah, if there's exhibition, maybe after one or two games. And my hot take, I'm saying he's going to the Broncos. Well, I'm going to the Broncos. It's, the one thing about the holdouts now, it's it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's going to happen just because they made the new rules and stuff, you know, like uh, because of all those RB holdouts. So, like, he will be, like, literally not taking a paycheck. Like, I, I don't think – like, I can't remember exactly how it is, and I should check it out and try and pull it up here. But, like, I remember, like I think it's – like, you literally don't get paid. Like, if you end up holding out after an X amount of time. I can't remember how it all works, and, and I, I should be able, I should pull it up here. But, I, I mean – if he like, if he tr- like, he his tweets, he truly does not. He will never play a game there again. So that's yeah. why I think like, who who's bluffing? I just can't see Watson bluffing. So I mean, I can't. I don't know if it's like the hot take is that he did actually bent like and does get moved and and it takes that long. I guess that's it's pretty spicy, but something that definitely can come to fruition. Um, my hot take is it's a hot one. Like especially now that the news came out today uh, with some of the. Um, with some of the uh, franchise tags, it, it does get a little bit more spicy, but I'll explain why I think it, uh, why I think the way it is. So my hot take is that all three of the top free agent wide receivers, their situation for fantasy is going to get worse. Okay. And it's a hot one. Okay. But here's why I'll come back. I'll go back up to my list here. Kenny G lost Stafford. Okay. It was a very pass heavy offense and Stafford loved finding Kenny Galladay. And even if you didn't like finding him, he had to because the Lions were behind so frequently. Now, I think whatever he goes, can he be a key point in the offense? Yes. But I don't think he's going to get as many targets because uh, I don't think there's any team that's going to be as pass heavy as the Lions had to be in the past because they've always were coming from behind. So I think regardless, just by just standard numbers, teams aren't going to pass the ball as much. So I just can't see his – I mean, it might be work out good. He might maybe end up getting more touchdown options because of a better offense – but I just can't see him getting the same fantasy output that he did in Detroit. Um, Allen Robinson force fed by a bad quarterback and an emergence of young receivers in Chicago. Okay. So him now signing it. I, I don't know. Is Trubisky going to get signed by them? I don't think so. Okay. So that leaves with Nick Foles. Now, Nick Foles, I don't think the answer either, but he just can't keep getting forced at the ball. I, I just can't see it keep going like the way that it is. So I think the numbers for him are going to go down. Now, the only way that this is really going to bite me in the ass is if they end up signing a big name uh, quarterback or trading for a big name quarterback, and then all of a sudden he gets going. But I just don't see him continuously putting up the numbers that he has. I don't think it's going to get better. And and we saw that the young receivers like Mooney starting to take over a little bit. I think that um, the ball is going to start getting distributed a little bit more. And uh, the final one, Chris Godwin. Boom season with a pass-heavy offense with a high-level offense passing interception quarterback. So his big numbers we talked about, we both cut him. We both cut him. We didn't like uh, his situation. But in 2019, he had that big year. Well, that was because of a quarterback that aired it out. Like, same as the situation where way heavier pass offense than he needed. Uh, so through lots of picks. Um, and now with the busy receiver core, I feel like his numbers are going to go down, especially with the chemistry going with other receivers. He doesn't, doesn't get the targets in the end zone as much. And I think that uh, if Gronk sticks around, Brown sticks around, now he's franchised. And I think I mentioned already the emergence of Tyler Johnson. I think Johnson is actually going to be a legitimate option for that offense. So now we're looking at four, five receivers. Okay. Chris Godwin's elite. He is. 
but I don't think his situation is going to get any better than we saw in this past off season or his past season, because they didn't have an off season. It took him a while to get the, the motor going. He was hurt a little bit. I think he ended up being the outside receiver looking in. So I think his situation didn't get any better either. Now this is a hot take. This <laughs> I can go for three here. I mean, we've already gone, we already got franchise take franchise tag where Kenny G goes. It might get way better. And I might be sitting here like, Oh, Jordan, you're an absolute idiot. It's like, I don't know, but three is it's a hot take ice cold hot takes who really knows. And that's kind of just the fun of just speculating and, uh, and making wild, wild decisions and going back and saying, Hey, either you're a real idiot and people forget, or like you can say, Hey, remember back when a couple of years ago and I, or a couple months ago, I said this, yeah, like I'm an absolute genius, but that's just the fun of doing the ice cold hot takes. Um, I guess that kind of does it for, for the bit. And this one ran quite long. I mean, this is our first one. We had the introductions. We're figuring this out as we go, but any, uh, anything you want to maybe, uh, add here at the end, Armin, before we wrap this thing up? No, uh, I was, uh, quite happy with how this went, but, uh, let's keep it going. See you in again in uh, another two weeks. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, wasn't as many speed bumps as I anticipated. doesn't, I don't think we're gonna have to do too much editing. Actually. I think this is actually went pretty well. Um, so that was our free agent frenzy episode. Um, thanks for listening. I guess this was a, a trial by fire episode. Number one, hopefully we'll be able to do this. Like I said, the off season, Every two weeks, we'll be able to drop one on Wednesday. So our next one won't be for, uh, for not, like I said, another two weeks. I'll have another episode. We'll give a little sneak peek what the uh, preview type of the episode will be a couple of days before the episode drops. But give a little shout out to the St. Mary Football uh, Fantasy Football League. If you guys are giving us a listen, I know you're probably all three of our fan base for the first episode there. But we definitely fed some ideas off you guys leading up to the uh, – leading up to the start of this uh, idea, the podcast actually taking off here and, and doing our first episode. You're part of the segment creations and some of the discussions and stuff like that. So give a little shout out to the St. Mary uh, Fantasy Football League. And uh, and I guess that's uh, that'll do it. Thanks for listening today, you guys. Um, give us a subscription. There'll be a subscription button below. Uh, would love to get the subscription from you guys. Follow us. Give us the listens uh, as the episodes come out. Give us a follow on Twitter, 306 underscore FFB uh, for 306 Fantasy Football. That's the same handle for our Instagram, uh, Instagram at 306 underscore FFB. Um, and like I said, give us a like and, uh, and subscribe on, on Instagram or on, uh, sorry, YouTube and, uh, and share, share the account. We'll, we'll slowly grow this and keep having some fun as we're uh, talking fantasy football. Take care, guys. Have a good week and uh, see you. Uh, see you soon. Take care, guys. Thank you.